For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day is starting off right, even though it's going to start off a little bit wet and stormy. It's going to be a, a heavy weather day, as they say. What, what's what's this new term they have? They have this new term or something like, uh, oh, I can't remember what it is. But it's like a significant weather event day. High uh, impact weather day. That's it. Impact weather day. This will be one of those, I guess. I'm pretty sure that the weather impacts us every day, one way or the other. But, you know, meteorology has to come up with all these new terms. Think of all the new terms that we've gotten meteorologically. Ten years ago, had you ever heard of a bombogenesis? So I think, you know, these, these new buzzwords come up. Partially because, yeah, climate change is real. But I think part of it also comes up because you need those hashtags when you're in the weather business to get people, you know, sharing those forecasts and getting that information out there and getting people over to getting eyeballs on your product. So Impact Weather Day makes for a good hashtag, I think. Well, that's what you will have today. You will certainly be impacted if you walk outside and don't have an umbrella. Although the rain has let up, it was, I heard rain when I woke up, but then it seems to have subsided a bit. We'll see what happens as the morning goes on. So yesterday, uh, we had an interesting discussion with Jack Spillane in the 8 o'clock hour, and I'm sorry that we didn't get to everybody's phone calls. We, we had a number of people that were trying to call in at the end. Hopefully, you ended up sticking around and talking with Chris and Marcus, but we were talking a little bit more in depth about what happened with the because because Jack got both Manny DeBrito and Eric Jakes on the record, so we talked a little bit more about what actually happened. And I don't think I'm I don't think I mentioned enough times in the hour yesterday that you can read about it in Jack's piece at NewBedfordLight.org. So if you want to find out more about you know you you heard Jack saying well Manny said this and and uh, and Eric Jake said this. You can actually read all of their quotes in, in his piece at newbedfordlight.org. And I should have mentioned that a few times during the show yesterday, but we were getting so many phone calls and the conversation kept rolling. I, I think I forgot to mention it enough, but you can read it all there, which is, you know, fine. They, neither one of them returned my request for information. So whatever. 
but uh, but Jack did a good job of of presenting their side of it. But I was trying to make the point of, you know, you don't know who is telling the truth in the situation. And I guess at this point, it doesn't really matter in terms of getting this thing going forward. So it's it's going to be stalled up. I don't think there's anything that's going to happen this year on the ballot, but I commend Catherine and Paul for keeping that quest going. And speaking of New Bedford Light, there's a piece today, if you check that out, right on the top of the page when you go to newbedfordlight.org, a nice piece by Grace Ferguson. After decades of delays, commuter train service is on track to begin this year. Here's what to know. And it really is a great status report of where South Coast Rail is. It looks like, at least according to Gene Fox right now, that it is on pace to be completed at the end of this year. So we've been hearing December 2023 as the date, and it seems like that's going to be the case. Now, that could be impacted by a number of things, including weather. We were fortunate last year that we didn't have a very snowy winter. And a lot of projects, construction projects, were able to continue work through some of the months and weeks that they might not normally be able to do that, might not normally be able to do that. The uh, And just for an example, I was watching the Chipotle over here in Fairhaven get built because every time I would drive by, you would see how much more had been done. And that was slated for, I think, a May opening. And it got done pretty much right on time. Even though they worked throughout the winter, I, I, I assume that they probably had some slow-ups with construction materials and things like that. But they got done pretty much right on time. And if we have weather like that, then sure, I don't see any issue with getting this done. The track's all laid. Uh, in Grace's reporting, she says what they're doing now on the, to the tracks is what's called, was it de-stressing? Was that the actual term? But it's where they heat up and cool down the rails so that they can make sure it'll withstand any weather that gets thrown its way. So that's going on right now as they're finishing up the stations. And then they're going to be working on the pedestrian bridge. I don't know when the pedestrian bridge... I don't know if that's expected to open at the same time. For some reason, I thought I heard Mayor Mitchell say when I used to have him on at 11 a.m. when I was in that time slot, that it would be expected to open. The pedestrian bridge would be expected to open at the same time as the beginning of the rail service. But I could be wrong on that. That seems quick. That seems very quick. But it seems like it'll be on track, no pun intended, for the first train to depart the South Coast and, and head to Boston in December of this year. Part of that, which I found to be a very interesting part of the story, is because the South Coast Rail Project did not run into any supply chain issues did not run into any problems getting materials because the project had pre-ordered everything that was needed. 
I mean, it must be nice when you're spending the state's money. But yeah, it had it had pre-ordered the project. It pre-ordered everything that it needed, so it had it all ahead of these supply chain issues. So that won't slow it down. Weather could slow it down if we, you know, we we're in we're in hurricane season here. You know, knock on wood. I'll knock on my wooden head that we don't get a, a, any significant hurricanes, but that could slow things down. Maybe an early snowy season. I will also knock on wood that it doesn't happen because I hate snow. And so if all of that, you know, was to happen or any of that was to happen, that could slow things down a little bit. But we're not talking about a year out. We're talking about maybe like a month delay. So this is happening. And it's funny because I joke about this with, with the mayor. I joke about this with Jack. Spillane, there's still people, there are still people out there who don't believe that South Coast Rail is, is going to happen. It's one thing if you don't believe it's going to be of any significance. It's one thing if you can say, well, I don't think anybody's going to ride it. That's fine. That skepticism and that cynicism, I can understand. And we'll get into some of those numbers. But the, there are people who just think it's, that there will never be a train that leaves the station. And that's, that's already happening. There's, they've already put trains on the rails. Remember the photo up that they had. Everybody got down there on the Freetown station for a photo up. So it's, it's going to happen. Whether or not people are going to ride it is a different story. And in Grace's reporting, the MBTA as a whole is only at about 80% of what it was pre-pandemic. So it's lost about 20% of its ridership. And already they're looking at, I, I think they said, I think the number was just under $800, 800 people a day that they expected to take this. And that's the whole line. That's not from New Bedford. I'll see if I can find that exact number. I know I saw something similar in the piece. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning. How are you doing? I'd like to see the numbers from the Middleborough station. You know, like I, I'd like to see those numbers from Middleborough up. I know, I know the Middleborough numbers are pretty high for a computer, uh, computer, commuter rail line because of the number of people from Boston that that bought property out there when when the when the station first opened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm wondering too if that's what that that spike in um, in rent recently. Has anything to do with the, you know, the projected, you know, opening of the South Coast Rail, there's, especially there's, in Fall River and New Bedford. There's been a lot of speculation about that, but I don't, I don't think so. I think what it is is it's the city rents rising up in relation to the suburban rents. So, you know, Wareham is not going to be connected to South Coast. I mean, it is connected because of that Cape Flyer service and all that, but it's not going to be a place where people are riding a daily commuter rail. Nobody's moving to Wareham to commute into Boston on the train. And right. and they're charging, uh, you know, a, a, a two bedroom apartment in Wareham is like twenty eight hundred dollars. It's ridiculous, though, because like I, I every every I don't know, it's like every month or maybe every two weeks, every other week, maybe. maybe I, I don't know. I get an email saying how much my house keeps going up in Fairhaven. It's like it keeps going up and up and up and up. And it's like, OK, that's great. But where the hell am I going to go when I sell my house? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to sell my house. Or, you know, 450 
and then go go buy another house for four fifty. This not, doesn't make sense. So I'll get a house that's ten times smaller for four fifty than I'm, what I'm currently li- currently living in. Well, I think I think what they're what they're planning is that you'll sell your house for four fifty and then go buy a house that's seven fifty. Yeah, that's well, exactly. That's that's and who, who the heck can do that nowadays with the prices of everything? You know, it's it's impossible. Um, another thing I wanted to mention to you, I know you noticed, and I noticed this morning you you mentioned, you know, you said, oh, you know, I don't know why they didn't comment, you know, when I asked them for information or whatever. You know, Dan, uh, Manny DeBrito and all them, you know, mm-hmm. Eric Jakes. Now, do you think that Manny DeBrito maybe has a conflict of interest with WBSM related to Phil or no? No. No, if he if he if, so, no. if he had a conflict of interest, I would have said it was Walfill was here. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not saying that he did, but I'm just saying that that right. would have been that would have been the time where there would have been one. I think that they. No, I was just curious. You know, you know, you know um, uh, Phil always did a great job of you know kind of recusing himself if if anything was too, you know, like th- there were times when Manny got criticized before, and so he just would not engage in that. Yeah, and, he engage but he didn't either. stop anybody else from doing it. I think what happened was is he got upset because Chris and Marcus were, you know, going after him. And oh, so yeah, he said, I'm yeah. just not going to respond because he's always responded to my emails before. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a fine line topic, I guess, you know. And, and uh, by the way, if you're going to have a, a issue with the entire radio station based on what two hosts are saying... You know, that's that's not the way that I would handle things. I would try to go on a different show and have my voice be heard. And if you don't want to talk to them directly, there's other people here that you can talk to. Yeah, I mean, would maybe Chris and Marcus, would, he, if they, would they ever entertain the idea of Manny, like, coming into the radio station? Of course. And... And, and, oh yeah! No, oh well. Okay. They 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 were uh, very. That would that would be a now that would be a show right there. They were very clear. This isn't this isn't anything personal against him. Right. They just no, they just take issue not. with how he's done the job. That's the first thing they said on the on the radio station. Anyways, they said you know he's not the personal against the guy, but you have a job to do, and you're not doing it the right way, and we're going to call you out on it. You yeah, know? I mean, if anybody if anybody can take criticism in in their job performance, it's it's a talk radio host. I mean, Jack right. Jack mentioned Chris and Marcus is you know going too hard at at uh, at Manny and his column, and you know Marcus and Chris's approach to that is as long as he spells our names right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and this Eric Jake's guy again, you know, it's this, that just goes to show you, you know, like I, I don't I don't really know the guy at all, actually, and. Um, you know, from judging of uh, off what Catherine's, you know, said he's very hard to get a hold of and everything else. And, you know, even Jack even said, I think he was kind of an arrogant. I don't know if he, oh, wait, I don't, was that Catherine yesterday? Catherine, that yeah, that Catherine was, had characterized Catherine, him as, as arrogant. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'll say in terms of him being hard to get a hold of, that's somewhat understandable because he's only the part-time city solicitor. Yeah, he's got his own practice. So, I mean, it, I can understand that. Maybe the problem here is that the city needs to have a full-time city solicitor. Full-time Exactly. Yep. Yep. I hear you. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right. You have a good day. All right. See you. At 508-996-0500. And I, I'm sure that that situation, having a part-time city solicitor, is a... Because there's there's also assistant city solicitors. So I'm sure that that's more of a factor of you know having trouble hiring people and getting people that will come and, and do that job full-time that will pay less than what an attorney will make, you know, being a full-time attorney in private practice. So I'm sure that that's probably what that is. I'm sure, you know, if, if the city had its druthers, they would have somebody in that position full time.
That's just my guess, though. I, I don't I don't know that. It might not be a job that requires somebody full-time because there might not be enough things that come across their desk. But I've, I've had numerous interactions with the mayor's office, the police department, where I've sought information. And some of the information that I've sought would require it going through the city solicitor's office for review before I get it. So that's usually because something needs to be redacted. You know, so uh, just for an example, we had the story last week about uh, Gilly Safiolis and, and Naomi Carney. And we were the reason why we were able to get you that story so quickly was because Gilly brought us the police report. Uh, I actually requested the police report. It was put in as a public records request. And I think tomorrow, with, no, today, today's the 8th. So today is the day that I'm supposed to get the report back from the from the police department even though you know i got it from gilly on on friday because it has to go to the city solicitor and has to be looked at has to be you know things might have to be redacted having looked at the report i don't think it's going to come back with any redactions other than what was already there which was a redaction of i think i think they cut out the home address of each person which you know naomi carney's home address is public record so, I, but I think that's the only thing that was blocked out. I don't, I don't have it handy in here to take a look. But and I would imagine that when I get back the official version of it, which will just be the same thing, that'll be the case. But that's the process that you have to go through, and it's frustrating. If you remember, New Bedford Light was reporting on this, where they were having issues getting the personnel reports for the police officers that had been disciplined. And that's because it was going through the city solicitor's office and there was a slowdown and they had put in a, a public records request and they had to pay for that. And then they were told they weren't getting it, but they were keeping the money. And so it turned into a whole thing. And a lot of that is probably, you know, the, the slowdown of that process is probably because it is a part-time position. 508-996-0500. Uh, again, we, we can talk about whatever is on your mind. I just wanted to... Um, reiterate Jack's column because I just don't think I mentioned enough yesterday and it sounded like I didn't want people to hear Jack saying, well, you know, when I talked to Manny and I talked to Eric Jakes and to think that there wasn't, you know, a record of that, it's all in his column, which is a, a must read if you've been following along with this saga. Uh, well, let's take a break now. When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you. 508-996-0500. Don't forget too, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see Parliament Funkadelic. George Clinton, and P-Funk, they're going to be playing uh, June, June, August 17th at the MGM Music Hall at Fenway. And we have, I think, two more pairs of tickets to give away. One pair today, one pair tomorrow. Uh, and then after that, we're going to give away Nickelback tickets. But I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that I might want to give those away in a different manner. You know, I love this system that we have of... I put the story up online and you go in there and you enter in all your information and then we pick a winner and we announce it on the air. I love that. It's smooth. It's easy. We get a lot of the information that we need from you right from the start. But I also want to do something that's a little bit fun. So I think for, for the Nickelback contest, we might be utilizing the open line feature on the WBSM app. So if you haven't gotten yourself acclimated with that feature yet download the wbsm app if you haven't already and f learn how to send audio it's super easy and i'll walk you through the process and i'll put an article up that'll walk you through the process 
But what we'll do is we'll have you record some audio that will play on the air. And that's how you'll get entered to win Nickelback tickets. So that'll be coming up later on this week. Stay tuned for all that information. But for now, if you want to enter to, the, to win those PFUNG tickets, you can do so at WBSM.com and on the app. Going to take a break. Be back in a few. And now it's time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Former President Donald Trump's legal team is pushing back against a request for a protective order in his election interference case. The Department of Justice filed the for the order asking the judge to place some limits on Trump's speech about the case after the former president posted, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump's lawyers claims it violates the First Amendment. Speaking of former President Trump, he's heading to New Hampshire today. Trump is set to appear at Wyndham High School this afternoon for an event that's open to the public. His stop comes amid a flurry of said legal troubles, including being indicted on charges related to his alleged attempt to stay in office after losing the 2020 presidential election. A recent poll showed Trump with a double-digit lead over Florida governor and fellow GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis in the Granite State. A Russian informant is being detained in Ukraine in an alleged plot to assassinate President Zelensky. Trey Thomas has more. The woman is now being questioned about working to find information on an upcoming trip Zelensky planned. Ukraine's Secret Service says the informant was trying to find details of his itinerary to give to Russian officials. Ukraine officials said they were working on the struggle against traitors in Ukraine. I'm Trey Thomas. Polls are opening this morning for Ohio's August special election. The singular item appearing on ballots across the state is Issue 1. The measure would require future state constitutional amendments to get support from 60% of voters in order to pass, as opposed to the current simple majority requirement. That's 51%. The proposed rule has seen support and opposition from a wide range of political advocacy groups due to its potential impact on future measures, including a reproductive rights amendment going before the voters in the fall. State officials say close to 700,000 Ohioans have voted early in the special election. That's more than three times the voter turnout in Ohio's 2022 primaries. Thousands of city workers in Los Angeles are preparing to stage a one-day walkout. Personal, personnel, including sanitation crews, traffic officers, airport workers, and engineers are expected to join, likely resulting in service disruptions across the nation's second largest city. It's part of an effort to protest contract negotiations with city leaders, who union officials say are refusing to bargain in good faith. The workers plan to picket for 24 hours at multiple locations, including City Hall and LAX Airport. This would mark the first set strike action in more than 40 years. And do you have a champagne wishes and caviar dreams ahead of tonight's Mega Millions lottery? Natalie Rodriguez finds out. One and a half billion dollars. That's what we get with almost four months since no grand prize winner in the Mega Millions drawing. Tonight's jackpot, now the largest Mega Millions in history and the third biggest in the U.S. lottery history. What would you do if you won? Uh, we're going to go with trust fund first and then move forward, get both my parents a place. This man plans on jet setting around the world. I want to go a lot of places. If I win this money, I'm going a lot of places, you know. The drawing's at 11 and the one-time lump sum is an estimated $757 million. Natalie Rodriguez, Miami.
In sports, the Boston Red Sox beat the Kansas City Royals last night 6-2 after Pablo Reyes won the game for Boston with a grand slam. The Sox are now back and forth in the American League and have another game against the Royals tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have a heavy weather day in store for us. Keep your eye to the sky. We have a flood watch that's in effect till midnight tonight. We also have multiple rounds of heavy thunderstorms moving through the area. That second round will be kicking off in the afternoon. We'll be reaching a high of 80 degrees overnight tonight. Humid with scattered rain, low of 66. And tomorrow, partly sunny, not as humid, gusty winds tomorrow, high of 85. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Is currently 73 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM. If you want to call in and be heard, you can also send us app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails via the WBSM app. And those are just some of the many great features on the app, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. They're the ones that help us make all of these great features happen. And they're the ones that keep our IT, IT team in business that keep creating all these new features and I can tell you, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before. Our team, our development team is never satisfied. They're always thinking of new things, new innovations, new ways to be able to deliver the best content right into your hands. So make sure you download the WBSM app if you haven't already, especially since, you know, we might be giving away some Nickelback tickets that way. A little bit later on this week. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you today? Doing all right. How about you? Very good. I called in to tell you uh, I went to that site you sent me to, Listen Notes. Yep. While I was there, I looked up a lot of things I, I found that I wanted. But, you know, that Friday night show was still missing. I can't get it nowhere. So what happened was uh, when you told me what happened, I put in a ticket with our IT team, IT team to have mm -hmm. that taken care of. And yeah. uh, I think what they did is they had unpublished it to try to fix the problem, and then re I republished it this morning. So it well, should I'm, be showing up soon. Oh, okay, because I did look, and I went back and forth to BSM and back over to that site. Do you have any other sites like that that I can go and look at and um, 
I find that one to be the quickest, but also, you know, anywhere, if you type in, you know, podcasts, you know, sites to get podcasts from, and there's a whole bunch of ones. Yeah, I can't I even did. remember I, all I the ones up, that are there. Yeah, I, I did look up a few of them. Uh, I used to use one of, called Podcast Pickle. That was always my favorite one, just because it was fun to say Podcast Pickle. Pickle? Like pickle you? No, pickle. Like, like uh, let's have some pickles on our sandwich. Oh. <laughs> what was the first word? What pickle? Podcast what? Pickle. Podcast Pickle. I'll try that's that a, one That's too. a really easy one to use. And, you know, if you have, I don't know if you use Spotify or Stitcher or any of those services, but those um, those all have it on there too. Yeah. I like to look around. I find a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> are those for just episodes and shows like that, or you can get something long, like a documentary on there? On those podcast sites? Yeah. Yeah, you can find all kinds of stuff on there. Okay. Yeah, I, there was a, there, you know, and sometimes what I do is like if there's, if there, if I'm taking a drive, I usually listen to music when I'm in the car, you know, if I'm not listening to WBSM. So if it's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm some driving home from a paranormal event or something, I want music so I can sing along and keep myself awake. I'll usually listen to music. But when I want to go to podcasts, I'll just go into one of those sites and type in something that I might be interested in right in that moment. And you'll find hundreds of podcasts about it. Mm. That's just the, the nature of, of podcasting today. I was getting. I was so into the episodes of the uh, alien shows. There was one on Xfinity. I forgot the name of it. But the word alien is in it. Ancient aliens or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, I was addicted. <laughs> addicted bad to that. Do you believe in the Anunnaki? Um, yeah, I've done, I've talked a lot with people about it and I find it very fascinating. Um, I don't know, I don't know how much I believe in it necessarily, but I'm starting to see more connections to it. Uh, for Mm. example, I was talking to someone who, I forget his name, but he was, I think he was on the Curse of Oak Island show. He was one of the experts they brought on to talk about stuff. And he was telling me about how the Newport Tower might be tied into all of that. And then... Somehow we got on to America Stonehenge and Dighton Rock. And then I realized, like, I'm just, like, thinking in my head, like, let's see how this lines up on a map. And I figured out that, like, they line up in a direct line. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if they have anything to do with, the, you know, those big stone faces, the Easter Island, I think it is. Um, I don't think so. I think that was a, a, a tribe of uh, indigenous people that created those. And they were able to build that, do that. Yeah, it's amazing what people were able to do. See, that's the, and I think when you watch Ancient Aliens and shows like that, it kind of reinforces this this bias that people naturally have that people from the past weren't as smart as we are because they didn't have the same, you know, modern conveniences that we do. But I don't think that was the case at all. I think, you know, they were actually they had less distractions so they could focus more on things. That's why the ancient yeah. the ancient aliens argument, some people are actually argue is um a tad bit racist. Because what it is, is it's saying there's no way that these ancient peoples could have done all these things on their own. They had to have help. But they couldn't have been smart enough to do all this. So it's, it is, a, and it kind of does discredit those cultures for the advancements they made to say, well, it wasn't them. It was aliens. Well, if you have to kind of agree a little bit, because way back then, it makes you wonder, how could they build certain things without, without some kind of help? They didn't have what they needed. I mean, then I seen another day, I forget where I seen it. I think that's been out a long time now. Some archaeologists found uh, the remains of giant people, <laughs> giant skeletons. Yeah. I find that hard to believe that people were that tall walking around. Um, not necessarily, I think, because, like, so I've heard, you know, this argument, too, of, 
why would people have been taller in the past when, you know, our own kind of modern culture, we know that we were shorter in the past. You know, so if you walk into a home from the 1600s, you know, a lot of people of today would have to duck because they're, they're taller than people were back then. But I just look at it like this, you know, one time the same kind of creature that's now an iguana was once a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So it's possible that there were larger versions of us that now we're just smaller versions because we realized we didn't need to be that tall anymore. Well, I have seen documentaries where they showed the way they built houses in the past with very small passageways, very low doorways. Mm-hmm. So the people were very small back then. Yeah. But I don't think it's the same all around the world. If they were that small at a certain time, it must have been a certain area of the world, not everywhere. Um, but they tall, tall ones? How tall were they around here in North America? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen I've seen kind of both sides of it. I've seen some taller structures. I've seen some shorter structures. So, I all I know is that uh, I didn't quite get to where I was hoping evolution would bring me for height. So, I'm yeah. only, <laughs> I'm, I'm only five six or so, but my son's wow. over six feet. So that's that's all that I wanted was for him to be tall, and he's about yeah. he's almost six four. Mm. Well, they must have been eating some good back then to be that tall. You're going to have to uh, maintain it. So you got to be eating good. I wonder what kind of sandwiches they had way back then. They actually had sandwiches. They they, they took two yeah. witches and they put sand yeah. in between it and bit into it. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Okay. You have now, a great I'm gonna, day. I'm going to very patiently wait for this episode if I can get it. Now, when you said you did some ticket thing, is that for BSM too or just the other site you sent me to? Ticket thing. for The ticket giveaway that we're doing? No, no, no. The, you said you oh, no, I put, a, yeah, I put in a ticket with our IT team that would refresh it on our website. Oh, okay. Because I'll be checking it throughout that. I don't know why. You just imagine the only episode I have ever missed. I always was. Just because it was that one that I missed, it's not there. That's insane. It kind of happens um, a little bit too much, I think, for, you know, for my taste with some of our episodes. It might be the first time that it's happened with that program, but like Barry's page gets hung up all the time and doesn't refresh and I have to put on a ticket for it. So I just think it's because we we use a, a larger uh, podcasting platform. So in addition to all of our podcasts, it also has, you know, millions of other podcasts that are being uh, fed into it. So sometimes it does slow down a little bit. And I've always noticed that, you know, sometimes it's it's the Friday ones over the weekends that especially seem to be slow. You know, so you come in on Monday and you look and it's still on Thursday's episodes and hasn't put the Friday ones up yet. I think because a, yeah. a lot of people that do podcasts, you know, themselves and do it in their free time, do it on the weekends. So then they're all submitting them to be published at the same time. Yeah, yeah that, that answers it. All right, but you know that if I still can't find it in a little while, I'll be calling. If you still can't find it by this afternoon, email me, Tim at WBSM.com, and I'll send you the files. Just a first name only, Tim? Yep, T-I-M, yep, at WBSM.com. Well, then why don't you just send it to me now? Because it's going to take a while for you to download it from me, so it'll be easier for you to get Uh, it from the podcast site. I thought you being the wizard that you are, you know. Okay, I'll do that. All right. All right, thank you. You have a good day. You too. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. Everything She Wants. That's a song from the Make It Big album by Wham, which was the album that made them big. But uh, that was that song is about a relationship where the woman in the relationship wants everything. And the man is trying to do all that he can to give her the life that she wants, but it's just too much. And it's tearing him apart. But if you win Mega Millions, you don't have to worry about that, right? If you win the $1.55 billion jackpot, which is only going to grow, it'll be a little bit more than that by the time the drawing happens tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. But if you won that, you uh, you won't have to worry about the life that you want. You'll be able to have everything you want and everything you see. So uh, just don't forget me if you win, right? Buy me a sandwich. I don't usually buy lottery tickets, but when the jackpot gets to be like this, I'll go out and I'll buy a ticket. And I, I just buy one ticket. Maybe... Sometimes people will want to pool up or somebody will give me a ticket. By the way, Jessica was nice enough to buy a ticket for us, the last drawing, and, and, I, and I won $2. So I'm going to use that $2 to invest in today's ticket. So I will definitely have to share with her if I win. Uh, but the the excitement of it, the anticipation of it, quickly turns into, ah, well, I guess I'm going to work tomorrow at 11.05. So, and if you don't watch the drawing live, I don't know, like, I this might just be my own experience because I've only done it when it's these big jackpots and maybe it's not like this every night. Maybe just because everybody is waiting for those numbers. But if you don't watch it live on television and you're look, waiting to get the numbers online, it takes forever for them to get posted. And I don't know if that's, again, because of the size of the jackpot, the amount of interest, or if that's the usual process. But for fun today, I'll ask the question of what would you do if you won $1.55 billion? The cash option, just a measly $757 million. And if you ever have listened to Money Matters with Jose Matos, when I used to... uh, produce that program for Jose when I worked on Saturday mornings and big jackpots would come up, he would always tell me the same thing. Don't, don't take the lump sum. Take the annuity. Take, take the payout every year. They spread it out over, what, 20 years? Take that because then you'll always have winnings that are coming to you that you can't spend all at once. Because think about this. How many major lottery winners have we had? A lot, right? And what happened to them? Are they all now the elite class of America? Or do they blow through the money? 508-996-0500. Let's take our final break of the time. All right. That's gonna- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.